David and him killing this giant. And I think I'm going to go into the stones again. Now, but anyway, you know about that, and I'm going to touch on it. But tonight, I'm going to give you the rest of the story that most of you don't know. I'll give you the rest of the story, okay? Um, David was tending the, the sheep for his, his dad, and he heard about this battle where this, uh, this enemy of Israel was uh, coming every day for 40 days. He came uh, to, the, to the valley of Eliah, and on both sides were, one on one side was Israel, and the other side was the Philistines. And this big giant would come out, and he, I've read a lot about him. I heard he was nine foot six. I've heard he's 10 foot, 12 foot. I don't know, but he was a big rascal. We know that. And he'd come out every day, and he'd taunt the children of Israel. And they were scared. They were afraid. And the king was not, King Saul was not about to go after him. So little old David come up on the scene. His daddy told him to go give his uh, brothers some food and uh, some cheese and stuff and to, to his captain. And uh, David went down, and his oldest brother told him, he says, I know your pride. That's why you're here. He said, what have I done now? Evidently. He had been getting a lot of flack from his brother. So David comes in, and he said he hears the, the, the giant making these uh, vile assertions against Israel. And he said he heard somebody say that if whoever killed the giant would get, to, would get to marry his daughter and no taxes for their family the rest of their life. And David said, that sounds good. So they brought him before the king, and the king put his armor on him. You know the story, and it wouldn't fit. So David goes out, and he said, I'll, he said, I'll fight him, and he said, I don't need your armor. So David comes out. Now, I don't know. Let's say he was 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and he was a giant, about 9-something. You can imagine how that giant fell. Oh, he was, he, was, he was mad. And he said, you come out, you come at me with sticks, you know? He said, you're my dog? And uh, David said, no, he said, uh, you come to me with a sword and shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord, the Lord God of Israel. That's what done it. And the Bible says that David reached down in the brook and picked up five uh, smooth stones. You know, it's amazing to me. He didn't get them on the way in. He got them before he got to the giant. He walks up to the giant, and I, I see this in my mind. He had, he had his weapon behind him with the, he couldn't see it. Now, I want to show you. I've got a, I've got a concealed carry. Uh, you need to worry. I've got a concealed carry. I, I can carry a concealed weapon. And I've got a weapon tonight. And uh, Now, wait a minute. <laughs> this, this, is what, this is what brought the big boy down. Now, the Bedouins still use this. Slips. I've got a reason for showing you this, okay? You put your thumb in here. Here's a little thing. You put, the, you put your bullet in here. You, you, right? you take it around your arm, I mean your neck, and then you turn it loose. I tried it today, and I think I scared three ants about 10 foot away. <laughs> I put it up because there was a window behind me and a window beside of me, and I could see Phyllis saying, you were what? <laughs> so I quit practicing, but that's what... Uh, that's what uh, similar to what David used. I mean, that's amazing, amazing. Well, David reaches down and gets five stones. 
Now, I've heard this preached that David thought, well, I, I might miss, you know, and I, I better have me a spare. And uh, that's not the case. I'm going to tell you why he picked up five stones and how he dealt with it. Now, you've got to go to 1 Samuel 1740. This is where it starts. And please look and see if I'm trying to make this up. I'm not. 1 Samuel 1740. I love this book. I'm telling you, I read it every day. I consume it. I have for 40-some years, and I've never lost my love for this book. And every time I read, I learn something new. First Samuel 1740, it's talking about one of David's men. Uh, well, he, he talks about David first. He took up his uh, uh, staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a script. A script was part of the shepherd's bag, part of his, uh, what he carried his uh, stuff in. And he, his sling was in his hand, and he drew near the Philistine. Now, you got to go to 2 Samuel 21, 15. Moreover, the Philistines yet had war with Israel. Now, this was sometime later. This is not the next day or so. It's sometime later. And David went down to, with his servant with him and fought against the Philistines. And David waxed faint. The King James says he waxed faint. He, I'll tell you about that why later on. It's very important that, this, that we go back to this later on. And 2116, I get Mickey to pronounce some of these names. Uh, <laughs> Ishbabinov, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Jeruel, I guess, smote the Philistine and killed him. Now, I looked up his name, and one of his names was Pride. One of this Ishbabinov's names was Pride. And if you remember, that's what got uh, Satan kicked out of heaven, was his pride. I will be like, I will, I will, five I wills. Well, this giant, he thought he had, uh, he thought he would go in and, and uh, kill all these men, but he, he, got, he got killed himself. But Pride... The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Can, can I read you a poem that I think was good for pride? Now, I like this poem. I'm a kid at heart, okay? I like this poem. A lion met a tiger as they drank beside a pool. Said the tiger... Why, do, why are you roaring like a fool? That's not foolish, said the lion with a twinkle in his eye. They call us the king of the all beasts because I advertise. A rabbit heard them talking and ran home in a streak. He thought he'd try the lion's plan, but his roar was just like a squeak. A fox who happened on the scene had a fine lunch in the woods. The moral, when you advertise, just make sure you've got the goods. <laughs> now, I didn't know where to tell you this story or not, because I tell you too much about my past, and you think, man, this guy was a rascal. Well, I was before God saved me. I was 29 years old, and I had a year of karate behind me. I know 14 Japanese words. 
And I'm telling you what, I thought I was getting tough. Going out the road here, out Patton Avenue, pulled out in front of this guy, and he gave me the California howdy, and I gave it back to him. I wasn't saved, folks. I was lost. Well, we went back and forth, and he was driving a station wagon full of kids, and some woman in the front was looking so bored. I told him to pull over. He pulled over. He got out and got out and got out. He just kept getting out. I said, oh, my. So I give him two of the best I had. I hit him and I kicked him. You know what he did? He put his hands on his hips. He said, is that all you got, huh? Hey, if there ever was any pride, it was gone. And there was a rock wall along the side of the road. It's still up right across from that chicken place on Patton Avenue. That's where it happened. I went to sit on that wall. <laughs> he pulled off, and, the, and he went like this and pulled off. His wife was just bored. The kids were screaming. And I thought, well, what happened? <laughs> Listen, we, we get wrapped up in pride. You know, we, we see other people in pride. I see so-and-so and so-and-so, and I think, well, he just got pride. What about me? You know, what about me? Well, Isbabinov, he's full of, uh, full of pride. Okay, 221, uh, in uh, 2118 it says, And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle in the, with the Philistines at Gob, G-O-B, I guess that's right. Then Shibatha, yeah, whoever, he was an Egyptian, <laughs> slew South, who was the sons of the giant. Now, from what I can gather, Sap meant... His work, loneliness, loneliness. Loneliness is a hard thing to deal with. You can be a room in this size and be the most lonely person in the world. You can be by yourself and be lonely. I know people that go to bed lonely and they get up lonely and they live a lonely life. Loneliness. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was lonely because God turned his back. He couldn't look on him because he became your sin and my sin. And God can't look on sin. So he knows all about loneliness. He knows how to, you know, you know how to deal with it. When I get start getting lonely, I start praying, praying and reading my Bible. You know, he's my friend. I can I can start reading this book and I just feel him beside him, you know. It just this excites me. Loneliness. Loneliness. Uh, now, in 2119, and there again was a battle in Gob and the with the Philistines, and there Elhanah, I guess that's his name, the son of whoever, <laughs> Bethelamite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gilead, the staff whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Now, right here's our first hint there. That he was the brother of Goliath, all right? I look at him, and I couldn't find a, a, a name for him, so I call him Junior, not, not, not Junior. Where's he at in here? <laughs> not, not our Junior. <laughs> but I call him Junior because he's the enemy that keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. You know, things happen to you when you're first saved, and 
You think that's behind you, and all of a sudden it comes back. It just keeps coming back. That's why I call him Junior. He was there. He just kept, he kept coming back and uh, 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 buffeting Israel. Uh, Gath, uh, that's where, uh, that's where uh, Goliath was from, from Gath. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get in a hurry. Sorry. Uh, the enemy that keeps coming back reminds me of my yellow jackets at home. Anybody need any? I was trimming some grass a couple of weeks ago, and one of them popped me, and I found him. Oh, man, did I find him. He popped me, and it hurt for three days. Don't you wimp? Yeah, it hurt. Well, I... I got some gasoline out, and you know, you're supposed to put it in there and let the fumes kill him, but I napalmed him. I give that uh, nest twice, I bombed him. And it burnt for five minutes, and they were trying to get in the hole as it was burning. I said, Where are these yellow jackets from? Where are they coming from? Well, a few days later, they're back. I kept giving them the, the gasoline, and well, to uh, the rest of the story, my I got a man coming over, and he trims my uh, banks. I can't get the banks. They're too steep. Well, he finds another nest. It popped him four times. I heard somebody scream. He come running around the corner, and the yellow jacket's right behind him. He said, I ain't going back in there. We get rid of him. So he give me, told me some stuff to get it closed and uh, called Spectrum, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm not here to sell Spectrum. Well, my daughter got me a can of it. I went up there and sprayed them. Next day, they're back. I thought, what's the deal here? And this, this so reminded me of how Satan works. You just keep coming back. And you think, well, Lord, you know, you love me and you're on my side. Why is that? I don't know. But you just got to keep on praying. So I went up there today, and my wife said she saw a bee, but I went up there. I didn't find any. I didn't find any. Thank God. I hope they're gone. Now, uh, 2120, and there was yet a battle in Gath, that's the, where Goliath came from, and there was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. He was also born to, to the giant. Whew. Not only was he big, but he, he was ugly too. Can you imagine? Now, I call him the unknown, the unknown. There are so many unknowns in our life, and it's, you know, it's scary, the unknown. Uh, the future is unknown. We don't know what's happening down the road. I'm concerned. I'm not, I'm not concerned about, I'm not worried about me dying. I'm going to heaven, but I'm concerned about my family. I see my little great-grandkids and my grandkids and my youngins, and I think, man, what about them when I'm gone? Lord, take care of them. Uh, but this is the unknown. Uh, a few months ago, every time you turn in here on Old Haywood Road, there's a beer joint there I call the Handlebar. <laughs> you people shake your head. You know where it is. I don't. I ain't been in it. Well, anyway, I kept going by, and the Lord said, "You need to go in there and witness those people." I said, "What?" <laughs> I heard that was a rough place, Lord. Well, every time I went in, every time I passed by, I mean. He kept putting it on my mind. So one day I took my track and I went down there and I said, Lord, I'm in your hands. 
And I went in, and I had one thing in my favor. I used to be a friend of a, of a man. Later on, he wasn't that way. We were very young. And he became a big, uh, big guy in the, the biker association. And they all knew him. So I went in, and the first thing I said, y'all know so-and-so? They said, uh, yeah. I said, well, I, I did his funeral. Yeah, yeah. I said, I come here to talk to you about something. I never met a nicer bunch of people. I talked to the bartender. I didn't go in. She come out. And I give every one of them a track. And I left her and I said, Lord, I don't know why I was worried. You was with me the whole time. But we worry about, we worry about things, you know, the unknown. And when he defeated Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemathan, the brother of David, slew him. Uh, now listen. Verse 22 says, These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. David got five stones. He said, I'll wipe out the whole bunch. Bring them on. <laughs> he wasn't afraid he'd miss. He had a bullet for each one of them. Had their name on it. He knew they were five giants. Now, I don't know if they were baby giants then. I don't, we're, not, we're not told. We're not told. But there was five of them, and David knew that. I believe it's why he, why he got, to, why he picked up five stones. When I was just a boy, I remember my brother, older brother, telling me something. When I was just a kid, he said, he said, you know, he said God made little man and God made big man, and He also made a coat. Samuel Coat made the pistol, so famous, and. Uh, God made little man, he made a sling too. <laughs> now, why did I tell you all this? Well, we got so much coming to us. Now, if, if David can trust his God and go to giant with this, why can't we trust the word of God and fight the giants in our life? Now, these may not be your giants, but there's alcoholism, drugs, uh, trouble on our jobs, trouble at home, unforgiveness, sexual sin, dwelling on the past, and so forth. Uh, if we can trust our God like little David did, man, he, he trusted his Lord with, with that. I mean, <laughs> oh, that was neat. Well, I'm going to have to quit. I don't see you land anywhere. Uh, huh? Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, I've got to quit here. I was told I'd had to, to quit. I didn't know what time it was. What day is it? Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, anyway, David, David was probably in his 60s by then, and he was getting old, and he wasn't able to fight. So his, his men took it up. Go ahead. Thank you for your attention. Nobody went to sleep. Well, thank you, Leon, for that, uh, that reminder of we all face giants in our life and just remember to be like David and, and trust in the Lord, whatever that giant is. So we appreciate you bringing that reminder to us this evening. So before we close, I want to ask Chris to come up here. He, uh, he needs to speak to us for a moment, and then we'll close.
there's no, uh, no easy way for me to lead in, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a letter. Nearly two years ago, I came to Starnes Cove excited and nervous about my first ever staff ministry position. In no time at all, I grew to love the people here and the youth I served each week. I couldn't have imagined then all that God would do and all the ways that he would allow me to be a part of his kingdom work. Me and Haley have been privileged to walk with you through the good and the bad. One moment we might be rejoicing over a youth who has given their life to Christ, and the next moment listening to a youth share an unthinkable burden. Through all of this, we have grown to love the youth here more than we ever thought possible. And as I look at this wonderful group of youth, I look towards Stearns Cove's future with excitement. When I started here, I had no real expectation as to how long we would be here. I genuinely thought this might be a place me and my family would serve, would spend many years of ministry together. However, in recent months, we began sensing the Lord lead us in a different direction. After much thought and prayer, I've decided to step down as the youth minister here at Starnes Cove. Our last day will be Sunday, September 7th. We plan to attend our home church, Brookstone, for a season as we prayerfully consider what ministry will look like going forward. As of now, we're not moving, so I look forward to seeing many of you around the community. I trust that me and my family have made many friendships here that will last on into the future. With that said, if there's any, ever anything I can do to serve any of you or your families, I'm only a phone call away. Starnes Cove will always hold a special place in our hearts, and we'll be praying for you in the years ahead. Uh, and there's no easy way to lead in, and there's no easy way to, to lead out of that. Um, I genuinely do love each and every one of you. Um, uh, in mine and Haley's married life, I don't think there's anything that's been any harder uh, for us to do than this. Um, we will genuinely be praying for you guys uh, in the days ahead and the years ahead, um, and we ask that you do the same for us. Thank you. Chris, uh, of course, it saddens us to hear you leaving, but uh, we want you just want to say thank you from the church for your service with, with, with the youth and, and what, what you mean to my daughter. And so we thank you for, for your service here. And so uh, we, just, uh, we just want you to know we'll be praying for you and we love you and Haley as well and your family too. So um, if there's anything we can do as a church for you, we'd be glad to do that for you too. But we will be praying for you and wish you well and know that, know that you're following God's will and call on your life for this. So, All right, well, let's uh, close in prayer. Well, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for uh, your many blessings. And, Lord, we, we thank you, uh, even though it's, it's hard to hear that uh, Chris and Haley are, are uh, leaving, we know, Lord, that we can rejoice because you, you, they're following your call. They're following you, Lord. And so, Lord, we just, we just pray a special blessing on them as they, as they continue to follow you. And, Lord, we just pray that you would be, be with them along the way um, and just uh, bless their life and enrich their life as they, they look for other opportunities to serve you. We know you have something great in store for them. So, Lord, we just pray um, that when that season comes, that they would be prepared, and Lord, that they would they would not keep the, take their eyes off of you, Lord, and they would they would continue to uh, to be looking for ways to serve you. And so, Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the message of uh, and the reminder of uh, we all have giants in our life, 
But Lord, we just pray that if we have the faith like David did and trust in you, Lord, that uh, we can slay those giants. So now as we go, we just ask that, you, that you're with us and guide us, and Lord, that we are a lot to this community. In Christ's name, amen.